Patriots, Bald Eagle. I don't even know what I'm doing. I was going to do some over-the-top fake intro. Uh, We have a great show for you, as always. Welcome to the Loftus Party Podcast. Holy crap. Yes, there's tons to talk about. I don't know if you guys heard about this, (laughs) but there was a... there was some stuff going on at the Capitol that uh, we're still feeling the repercussions of. Uh, they're they're talking about uh, inauguration too. I guess it. I guess there's some people saying he's already been not inaugurated. Uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about impeachment. But, but the the inauguration is happening as well. But uh, impeachment 2.0. The fallout from there's so much to go through. We're going to be talking about uh, QAnon. It, it's, come on, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tease this as well. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Wanda, WandaVision. It's the new uh, Marvel show. Hopefully we'll get that into the main body of the show. We got What's on the Web with Paul. It's week two for that one. That one's st- sticking around. That's a regular segment. Okay. So once again, there's so much uh, big stuff happening. Oh, we'll also be talking about my my appearance on the Greg Gutfeld show. Don't know if you caught that one. There's so much happening. I don't know where to start. We're going to take it kind of organically. We're going to take it kind of organically uh, and jump in here to our to our A block. Of course, we have the uh, super smart, super sexy, super talented girl who does not want to have sex with Loki. We got the Liberty Gimlet on the other end of the line. How you doing, Gypsy? I'm doing okay. Right? That's you, you. That's what you got to do. It's like you. You got to. You got to choose. I think you got to choose to be uh, optimistic in these in these troubled troubled times. No, well, optimistic, maybe not. Uh, uh, However, maybe, maybe realistic. Maybe realistic might be better. Realistic, realistic with a side of optimism. I, I'm just. I'm going to do the Scottish optimism. Which is what. <laughs> Oh, things can't get any worse. The Scottish Optimist says, yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's but like uh, what I've the Irish thing. To do, what I've decided to do is throw myself into doing things I can do. Yeah. So yeah. I, have one, I have one job. job, And that is uniting groups within my state, right? Right. To do a massive scale kind of thing and make sure we and, and from other states too to make sure that we keep track of all the heinous things moderate Democrat or Democrats in moderate dis- districts vote for so that we can hammer them in 2022. I'm already fired up about 2022. I, 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 dig, oh that. I, I dig that. And that's what we got to do because it, it is. Uh, it is bleak. Insane is overused. How, uh, however, um, there's, there's, there's things happening and there's, well, there's always good stuff happening, but, uh, right now it is, it is a tsunami, a veritable avalanche of BS. And, uh, just like, just like a skier who's caught in an avalanche, we, we just gotta start digging. I am, uh, I'm still... It's uh, this this thing at the Capitol, and they keep finding more and more of these Antifa dudes. They keep finding more and more of these, uh, you know, BLM supporters, anarchists. 
and and I tell you, it's driving me crazy, and it's uh, it's it's just so blatant. So it turns out there was a not only was there the the bison headed guy with the, with the face paint, you know, and he's a he's a big uh, he's a big Q guy, he's a big vegan, he's a big what whatever. He's got he's his own. Also mentally ill and a drug addict, but yeah, he, he's <laughs> yeah. got issues. But it turns out uh, what, there's another guy there who was wearing uh, fur. Uh, and was, uh, I guess he was buddy buddies with the dude with the Confederate flag. And this, mm-hmm. that, that kid's name is like Shlomo something. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a registered Democrat. He doesn't like Trump. So I'm, I'm happy and sad at the same time. Cause when, when you saw that Confederate flag going through, you're, you're like, man, that is like the worst photo op in the history of photo ops. And it's like, this is not the first time this has happened. There, there was like Nazi flags at a Trump rally, and it turns out that dude was actually a Black Lives Matter. But you get your picture and you move on. And well, and, and, and they did the same thing to the Tea Party. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I saw Kamala Ding Dong uh, Harris being interviewed this morning, and she's like, "These are it's scary. It's scary when the Confederate flag is on top." And it's like, "Oh, jeez." So it worked like a charm. Congratulations, congratulations, you wonderful propaganda artists. It worked. It worked. Well, and have you seen the posters going around for things that are supposed to happen this weekend? No, I have not. Oh, my God. They so clearly come from the right. When you see pictures with a raised fist, even if it's on the Statue of Liberty, those are not your people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you can just tell looking at the aesthetic of them. Yeah. Nobody on the right made these because there would be eagles and flags and other things. They wouldn't look like that. Dig it. And now, of course, that that media, that that narrative's being, uh, you know, completely squashed. And, and if you bring it up, you're some kind of like, it, it's just so boring. Really? It's just so it's just so predictable and boring because you have to open up every statement with, you know, I don't condone violence by any sides and violence isn't the solution, blah, 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 blah. So you have to say all that and then you have to you, you have to go like, however, this guy's Antifa. So it's uh, it's just boring. And, I, and, and to watch these uh, Democrats who stood by and watched the protests over the summer, they watched people lose everything. They encouraged it. They encouraged it. You look at the and, and Facebook is now Facebook. The fact checkers, Maxine Waters is like, if you got to if you if you are if you see one of these people out in public, you got to get in their face. You see them at the gas station. You got to get mm-hmm. in their face. If you, that whole quote. Facebook is fact checking that saying oh, that it's taken out of context. And then it's, mm-hmm. it's the most crazy thing ever. OK, you're 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 dying to say something. Well, first of all, I don't ever want to hear, ever want to hear Republican or conservatives mouth again. That's what aboutism. Shut up, shut up, shut up. You do not even understand the fight we're in right now. And they have everything. They have the media, they have the universities, they have Hollywood, and they have all three branches of government. You don't even understand or see what they're doing. They're following a methodology called repressive tolerance. Yeah. It was articulated by a guy named Marcuse in 1965. And if you go out and read his little essay, you'll go, 
wow, that's exactly what they're doing. Yes. And this is, it's too funny because I was thinking about, honestly enough, uh, as I was uh, having my apple fritter and my coffee this morning, I was thinking about it. And what do we want to talk about on the cast? You know, yada, yada, yada. And it, and it boiled down to what you just said. And, and that, that thing that it, 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 it's worth repeating. It bears repeating, as uh, Jack White from the White Stripes once said. It's not a fair fight. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, and this is, this is, it's not whataboutism. I don't mind having a war of ideas. I don't. No, that's not what, at that's, all. That's what I want to have. Because I firmly believe we have better ideas, right? Yes. For everything. So, but it's not a fair fight. And that's what I can't stand. And it's just like, it's like watching, you know, each each pundit on the right goes out into the schoolyard. And then all the all the left-wing media bullies and the cyber bullies. And they're, they're all out there mocking and jeering and... And, and and stomping all over free speech. And then you got the next, the next, like right now it's Parler's turn in the grinder. And then and it was Trump's turn. It's still, it's been Trump's turn for, for freaking five years. And then when you have these, uh, and they always, the left always elevates these voices like Ben Sass. Ben Sass, who's, who's so smart and so astute, he bravely goes after his fellow Republicans. Here's the problem with the Republican Party. I got no time for that. I got no time. You for know that. what the problem with the Republican Party is? <laughs> Do tell. They hate their voters. Yeah, that's 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 part of it. Vichy Republicans. If you look at the Vichy Republicans, like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass and Jeb Bush and the whole the McCain family, the whole lot of them. They don't even understand how the political coalitions have changed. They don't even understand the Democrats have knocked being the party of big business right out from under you. So unless you're a Vichy Republican, center right like Mitch McConnell, and and I think Eric Weinstein has the greatest phrase for him ever. They're the kleptocracy. Okay? You you don't you don't even care because you're united. I think he had the best analogy, right? Who did? Who? Who? Eric Weinstein. There was a great oh. interview between him and Glenn Beck. They don't agree on a lot of stuff, but yeah. man, it was an interesting conversation. He calls the Mitch McConnells, like everybody born in 1940 that's still leading our country and has no business doing it. He calls them the kleptocracy. He basically says it's like a family business. And you run into the fifth generation and the the engine has fallen off the thing. So the first thing you do is you try to supercharge it. And then the next thing you do is the, the, the elder members of the family start selling off all your wealth to try to squeeze every little dime they can for themselves out of it. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what they're doing at this point. I mean, why do you think we've treated China like a normal nation for the last 30 years? They're not a normal nation. They're horrible. Okay, well, not getting not getting too far afield. I just want to say this about about Ben Sass. Like, ultimately, he doesn't matter. Like, I don't I don't even have time for that puss right now. I really don't. Like, okay, Rami. you're there. Yeah, don't have to. I don't have time. Like, I'm, I just need a, I need I just need to count on you for a couple votes, and then say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Have your little tea party. Go apologize. Just go. Go blow 
uh, Joe Biden. Like, I don't care. And, and, and point fingers and all that other crazy stuff. I got bigger fish to fry. I got bigger fish to fry. Whoever has the most votes wins. So that's what we got to be doing. That's what we got to yeah. be doing. Uh, and so that's 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 where I am. And then here's the other thing. And I'm gonna, I want to publicly declare this right now, you guys, because I don't want to let you down. And the Gimlet doesn't want to let you down. And I feel like uh, I got a little I got a little uh, kick in the balls before we started recording. I should know everything about the declassification of these FISA documents. I should know everything. That should be this whole show. That should be the whole show. So I'm pissed at myself for like letting that one almost slip through my fingers. It's like I it's like in a football game and and there's been a fumble, but you managed to recover the fumble. That is the one that we have to scream bloody murder about. That is the biggest one. So, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say uh, the the FISA and and what the FBI and these unelected officials did to a private citizen and tried to change uh, the, the the shape of our of modern politics. That's numero uno. And then second of things that I'm never going to let go of is uh, the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden crime family. Uh, the other Biden brother with the, with his construction contracts, all of that. So those are the ones, and I and I just want to be a pit bull on it. I just want to be a pit bull on it. There's going to be a lot of other BS that we're going to have to deal with in the meantime, a lot, a lot, and we'll get to that later on in the show. There's a there's a tsunami of BS coming, but I, in, in my opinion, I can't think of anything more important. Huh, you know what? I got to add this to the list. We got it. We got to stop the mail in ballots. We got to stop the mail in ballots. That's going to be number three. And then number four, number four, and some of these we might have to do simultaneously. All of these are got to do simultaneously. Is uh, is the uh, the new DACA thing? What what Joe Biden? Uh, what his plan is there for millions and millions and millions of people in the U.S. illegally? Does that sound about right to you, Gimlet? Of things yeah. that must. Yeah, the the things that must be done. I, I don't know. I, I don't. How do you put this? So I've started to work across groups and across all different kinds of lines with like minded people <laughs> that I've happened to collide with on social media and other places. And. We need to take the, the one thing. The one thing that every Republican should have learned in this last four years yes, is how to appropriately market your ideas. Okay. You, I'm interested. I'm interested. You don't do it by talking about, so, okay, so Joe Biden's disastrous immigration, we already have a rush on the border, right? Whose communities does that make less safe? Not mine. Correct. How do you communicate that broadly? Okay. Whose who's employment prospects does that hurt the most? Not mine. So what are you, what are you saying? You got to get, you got to get I'm to saying it here. You got, you've got to be able to tell people the story and how it impacts them. Right. You can't sit there and talk about high level ideas like Republicans like to do. Yes. You have to I- explain to them 
what the outcome is. Like when you look at all this climate crap that Joe Biden's going to sign in his first 10 days and all that good stuff, when your energy prices go up, that's why. Yes. Now, I, I will say this. I will say this. So, in, in, cause I, I agree with you 110%. So, what I would do, what I would, what I would say to do is, you know, you go down to uh, some little town on the border and you talk to a rancher who's terrified at night and he's got cameras up and he's documented these people. So, he's, cause fear sells. Fear, fear is a great motivator. Look at, look at the lockdowns. We'll get to that later. And then, I think the most heart-wrenching and, and the, the biggest gut punch on, like, you know, lack of border security is someone who has lost a loved one to violence that would not have occurred. Like, right? Mm-hmm. You, your, your heart breaks for people. Like, and then it occurred to me as I, as I was listening to you and then having that thought simultaneously, I think they banned uh, angel moms from, uh, from Facebook. You know, there's a, there's really? a group. Yeah, there was a group called Angel Moms. It was all mm-hmm. uh, a community of families whose lives had been, you know, destroyed. They lost loved ones to violence perpetrated on someone and uh, someone got killed. By an illegal uh, by, immigrant. Yes, but they got mm-hmm. banned. They got banned from Facebook, which yeah. brings us to the whole, uh, you know, uh, censorship issue. And wow, it's like this is one of those things where. You know, you don't want to be right. You don't want to be right. And so much about what we see, like you and I, we do this show and, uh, you know, all these other things. And we're, we're very active. And it's like when you see it coming, when you see it coming and you're like, boy, and you try to warn people, you try to tell people, you try to give people a heads up and here's what we can do. And then it doesn't go our way. And yes, we were right. Those, those storm clouds that we saw. Yup. We thought that was going to be a tornado and yep, it's a tornado. And yep, we've all, we've all lost our houses and our barns have been destroyed and the livestock's dead. Well, that's, it sucks. But I mean, it's not, it the thing and that, that's the, the censorship storm is but just, it's uh, not just, it's not just people on the right though. They're taking down some lefty podcasts. Who and have- some lefty accounts, because so if what you can't have, right, what you can't have is people of the left, like a Greg Greenwald, right, or an Eric Weinstein or uh-huh. Brett Weinstein. You can't have or any number of others who thought the alligator was going to eat them last and sign the Harper's letter. You know, Matty Iglesias had to leave Vox, which he helped found. Glenn Greenwald had to leave The Intercept, which he founded because of censorship. And it's you can't you can't be of the left and be accepted in those circles if you're critical of the left and telling them in this area you've gone too far. If you do that, you are going to be ostracized every bit as much as a conservative will be. They take no criticism, none. Uh, I I want to hear more. I want to hear more names of of podcasts and people that have lost things uh, due to due to censorship. That's a great one. That's a great. That's a great one to to amplify. And and I just I w- hypocrisy is always kind of delicious. You always kind of rejoice in the in the hypocrisy <laughs> of it of it all. But it's just these people celebrating censorship right now, comedians, friends of mine. I know I was talking about this last week, but I'm still just 
absolutely gobsmacked by like these these stand up buddies of mine who were just like, yeah, it's it, how is censorship you really, good? You really think the alligator's going to eat you last? Did you learn nothing from Sarah Silverman? Did you learn nothing from Kevin Hart? But but Sarah Silverman they got in for you. But she got in no trouble. She did straight up blackface and she's fine. She's fine. Kevin Hart's fine. I'm talking about people who there was a there was a professor who was a, a conservative and, and a little bit outspoken. That guy blew his brains out. He like killed himself. Paul, uh, Paul Hare, who's going to be on uh, with us later uh, with uh, what's on the web with Paul. He This was months ago. The guy's like, hey, you're we're going to freaking dox you. And now we know where you teach and don't hire these people and blah, 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 blah. The guy the guy killed himself. Has anyone on the left? It's like. There, this is what I'm saying. There's, there's two sets of rules. I mean, yes, yeah, Sarah Silverman did straight up blackface. She did straight up like minstrel show blackface. I'm not talking about like the, like like the Ted the stuff that Ted Danson did. And it's just like there's there's no uh, there's no repercussions. You you say you're sorry and then and then and then they move on. So I, I'd, I'd love to hear more about people on the left who have been uh, silenced because that's what we got to say. It's like, OK, it's Trump and it's this guy and it's that guy. And like the whole parlor thing. And, uh, you know, yes, we are. On I mean, parlor. that's just insane. Parlors. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. You know, when you look at your iPhone and you have like that little red circle with the alerts on mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's like, I can't stand it. I have 177. I can't stand that thing. I can't stand I it. it. But I can't I, take it off my phone because I'll never be able to download it again. But I got, I've got, I, 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 have, I have no time for the little red bubble with the numbers in it. And I got 47 notifications on Parler. And I got 177 <laughs> and I can't check them. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's hell on earth. And I mean, I'm like an equal opportunity participant here. I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I was on Parler. I'm on MeWe. I'm on Minds. I mean, I'm going to like level out somewhere, I'm sure. But at least through 2022, certainly the organization I'm working with is going to be everywhere because it needs to talk to everybody. Yeah. Well, there is uh, the people on Gab have their own servers the the people on gab have their own complete infrastructure and that just needs to happen more and more okay we went a little far afield we're going to talk about uh the impeachment and we're going to be talking about some uh covid lockdown what i'm calling biden miracles you guys there's so there are so many biden miracles happening right now that we just need to celebrate them that's sarcasm we'll be we'll be right back Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. 
Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! And behold, the liberal media spake, and they said it was good. Verily, I bring forth Joseph Biden, and behold, the miracles. They're all around us. They're all around us, Gimlet. It's uh, it's wild how New York all of a sudden, New York's like, we got to end these lockdowns. These lockdowns Chicago? are... Chicago! What? Lori Lightfoot's on board. They have seen the light. They have seen the light. Behold. Well, and then the study came out from Stanford. What? What was that saying? They don't make any difference. Oh, my goodness. Black don't make a difference. Oh, my goodness gracious me. How lucky we are. How lucky we are. Then there's like one honest reporter on COVID at the New York Times. One, and I can't say her name. It's like a Poovra Nabiri or something like that. Like she's actually done good. She she's actually done really good work talking about the cycle threshold being too high. Talking about we should use that to determine disease severity. Talking about she's actually done honest. Like it must be an accident that she's employed by them, but she's actually done some good stuff. An article by her today. Remember when President Trump had the COVIDs? Yes. And they took him to the hospital and they gave him the monoclonal antibodies and a a steroid and he felt a lot better? Yes. Guess what's sitting on the shelves not being used because the FDA won't put it out there? The monoclonal antibodies. You know what will get approved the minute Joe Biden is inaugurated? The monoclonal antibodies. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. I just thought it was remdesivir. That's what I thought. I thought. No, I th- no. Remdesivir has no, like the World Health Organization is like USNIH headed by Dr. Anthony Fauci, you despicable liar. We don't know how you did your study, but we can't replicate it in four others. Don't use this. They've actually put out a conditional warning against using remdesivir because they can't replicate a study globally that shows any benefit at all it's uh it's 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 crazy every time i think about that guy who runs the world health organization i'm just it's it, it makes me laugh because he's not a doctor he's just a dude and there's a there's a clip of him at some conference somewhere, and he had gone to a gay bar. Uh, I guess he's 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 a gay man, uh, but he was like the old dude at the club. And they got a picture of him, like standing at the bar, and he's all decked out, and he's like doing that creepy. He's like dancing all by himself and just like looking around, looking for somebody. To, it's just it, it makes me laugh. 
every time. And everybody's like, ooh, what's he going to say next? What's he going to say next? <laughs> he has no idea. They haven't told him yet. Uh, but that's, listen, I'll, I'll I'll take it. We all knew it was going to come. We all knew it was coming. When, when, when Joe Biden was, was going to come in, then, oh, my goodness. Like, like you were saying last week and the week before and the week before and the week before, they're just going to dial down the test results, right? They're going to dial them down so they won't be as sensitive and like, oh, my gosh, we're getting our we're getting our, uh, you know, we're finally we're wearing the masks and we're doing what we were told and we're good people. Look at it. I'm telling you guys right now. And everybody, uh, if you if you base it on the flu numbers, if you base what's going on right now with on the flu numbers, it's all going to peak uh, next week. Right around the 25th. They say the 25th will be the turning point. Uh, and once again, right on time, right on time. All right. So mm-hmm. we'll talk uh, We'll talk some more about uh, Kamala Harris. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Joseph Biden. We have Biden. to. Joseph Biden. Kamala Harris, is she's, she's so annoying. And to watch the media just suck up to her and it's... It's so Did you gross. See the fight it's about so the, the magazine cover. Oh, that that her camp was unhappy with the the outfit she was wearing on the cover, and they thought that yeah, was going to be used for something yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, it's just a so total like, and complete. Like really, that's rest. what we're focused on. We it's all a, know you're a little chunky, Kamala. Even if you're not wearing the black, even if you are wearing the black suit, we all oh, know you're a little chunky. I had a moment. A few days ago where I think it was somebody in Kamala Harris's camp or some left wing pro woman organization uh, was begging people to wear pearls to support. (laughs) And I'm like, so Kamala Harris is wearing a pearl necklace and you want all women to wear pearl necklaces. I like I had so many tweets and post the picture of you wearing your pearl necklace. And I'm just sitting here going, you guys have no effing idea what you're in for. I, I don't, I don't, they had to know. They had to know. That's why I kept deleting my, my pearl necklace tweets. Like, this is a trap. This is a trap. Because <laughs> Kamala, I guarantee, Kamala's very familiar with the pearl necklace. She has worn, oh. that's how she got here, you guys. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we, that's how I we just got. saw that tweet and I literally had to close my Twitter because I'm like, I'll get suspended yep. three yep. seconds. That's what I thought too. I'm like, this is a trap. This is a trap. It's like I, I I did see somebody do it correctly. They're like they really didn't think this through, did they? <laughs> yeah, you have to really yeah. take a side shot at that one. Okay, yeah. so so to me, it's hilarious, and this is what I did uh, one of my videos about at the Loftus Party uh, YouTube channel last week was just like how fast the Democrats start acting like Republicans. It's like Republicans are always like. You know, when cities were going up in flames over the summer, it's, it's this is like one of the standard things of being a conservative, being a small government, like law and order. We need law and order, right? If you break the law, you go to jail. That's just mm-hmm. standard operating procedure. And the Democrats are like, well, these are frustrated kids. They need to be heard and peacefully protest and burn stuff down, yada, yada, yada. And uh, and, and they don't, oh, walls are horrible. Walls are horrible. And we got to defund the police. And it's it's so just delicious edifying it's yes to watch these people who like wow if you if you support the police you're a nazi if you want law and order uh you're a fascist pig and and if you want walls you're a racist you're a xenophobe and yep. a xenophobe yeah 
And then, wow, isn't it different when it happens to you? Isn't it different when that big angry mob comes for you? How fast they were like, we need to get some army men up in this bitch. We need a wall. And how about the brave men and women in our police force? And <laughs> they just couldn't. They couldn't go fast enough. They moved with lightning speed to take on. Well, they moved from lightning speed, sort of. Because they still all called the Capitol Police racists. Yeah, but I've seen, I have seen uh, members of the squad talking about. AOC. Oh, the brave, the brave cops and all that other stuff. So that's just, uh, that's just funny for the people who said walls don't work. Boy, they threw up a wall pretty damn fast. And then here's another question uh, Yet you have to ask yourself. It's like when they were going in front of the White House and, and they had to get Trump out of the way because the church had been set on fire and they destroyed that guard shack. And they, they actually it. broke the barricade there. Right. But they're like, wow. five officers were hurt. Yeah, but they're like, wow, people really hate Trump. They hate Trump. Look at those people who all hate Trump. And it was kind of like this like bizarre badge of honor. That also holds true for Congress. That also holds true. Listen. Uh, Actually, Congress has a lower approval rating. <laughs> Congress's <laughs> approval rating, I, I want to I remember correctly, Congress has a 22% approval rating. The last one measured for President Trump among likely voters was 48. Mm, mm, mm. I got to mention this. I'm so glad I didn't forget because I, I, I didn't write it down. There's a couple there's a couple of quotes that really stand out to me. And they're just like, keep this one in the long term memory. Always let this kind of fuel your fire. And it's Obama saying whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want. That one. That one's a big one. The other one, and this one hit me like uh, like a ton of bricks today. Uh, a house divided cannot stand, right? That whole thing, mm-hmm. and and everyone everyone seems to think about like, oh, we got to come together, we got to unify, we got to come together. If they don't mean that, if we're it, and it doesn't, it doesn't, Gimlet. That's an Abe Lincoln one, and that comes mm-hmm. from a speech he gave. That what he was saying there was like, wasn't like, hey, we got to come together and unify. He's going, we have to win. We have to win. We have to eliminate the other side. That terrified me. That really and got me motivated. Wow. A house divided cannot stand. So uh, let's get those. Let's get let's get rid of that side that's dividing us. That was like, yikes, yikes. And so. I really think, and this is just me, conspiracy hat, and this, and a lot of other smarter people than, than me have been saying this, so I'm just kind of echoing the other sentiment. It's like, yes, we can, we can unify now if you stop believing your beliefs. If you agree with the left, then we can have unity tomorrow. That's, that's it. It's capitulation. It's like to, to, to go Game of Thrones – it's like, uh, you know, they won Game of Thrones. They got Joe Biden on the throne and Queen Kamala's waiting her turn to, to take over. And we're all welcome into the big family as long as we bend the knee. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not. Bending I, the knee. I have to send you the meme. Oh, you do. You do. But I'm I have. Go. Well, I do, because this is. Guys, just really Google repressive tolerance. It's everything you need to know about what they're doing right now. That's such a smart term, repressive tolerance. We got to, we well, got to come up with a cooler what it says, nickname. 
Yeah, there you go. Give me, give me that. That's where I'm always going to thrive. Basically, what it says. What it <laughs> that's, says. That's my is wheelhouse. Only the left can des- define truth. Only the left, and you, you only give tolerance to truth. Everyone else is indoctrinated, so you must accept whatever means necessary to fight that indoctrination. So, if you're from the right and you want to conserve things from the past, you're indoctrinated. So. Everything up to violence can be exercised against the right, and the left has to excuse it, but it is never to be accepted in return. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it ain't good. It ain't good. And, and, and that's where you remember, you hear this term, and it just like sounds like nails on the chalkboard. Don't you want to be on the right side of history? That's the essay that phrase comes from. Oh, yeah. The right side of history. That's not who we are. That's Mm -hmm. not who we are. Boy, there's going to be a lot of healing going on. So here's what I would suggest. Here's what I would suggest. Uh, Be fun. Be amicable. Be friendly. But hang on to your core beliefs uh, like, (laughs) like... like, 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 a, like a unicorn hanging on to the outside of Noah's Ark. That's probably not a good metaphor because unicorns aren't around anymore. But you know I'm what doing I'm saying? A social experience uh, experiment. That's that's wild. Does it have anything to do with what I just said? Yeah. Fantastic. Hang on to your beliefs, but I'm gonna figure out how to use the language of the left to move people to the right. There you have it. There you mm-hmm. have it. And then and this is where I feel like a like a mad scientist super genius. And that's literally, and I, I won't even bore you guys by the soapbox, but it's like that's what I'm trying to do. Play between the lines. Okay, you guys have some jacked up rules. You're changing them all the time. But I'm gonna joke. I'm gonna push it as far as I can. I'm gonna joke. I'm gonna make fun. Ah ha ha. We're all having good fun. But all we have to do, it's that all you have to do is get a stranger to scratch the surface. That's all you have to do is get yep. someone is get someone a total stranger uh, to go wait a minute I never thought about it that way and then they do some investigating this is the perfect segue this is the perfect segue we couldn't have lined this up any better uh QAnon everybody's going after uh QAnon right now now here, here here's what I want to say about QAnon and and the more I think about it I was never a big QAnon guy I was never you know, ooh, there was a drop. I got to see what there. A lot of friends of mine were. Ooh, there was a drop. I got to see what this means. And blah 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 blah. It had never occurred to me before. Uh, what you said last week on the podcast—that this is like a, a a psyop, a psychological operation. You know, built to da da da. Which which I tell you what. Now hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back at it, probably it would that would make a lot of sense. That would make a lot of sense. However, I do want to say this, and this is what this goes for uh, Donald Trump supporters, and this goes out to my uh, my 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 good, dear, and trusted friends who followed Q uh, and just couldn't wait for the latest drop. What Q did, the good from that is this, and I'll always celebrate this. It made people curious, like we were just saying. Oh, tell a joke, bring up a topic, bring up a conversation. Get people to like just think a little bit differently. The good part of Q was you had people on the internet going, you know what? I'm going to dig into that. 
I don't know if this is true. That can't be. I'm going to look into that. And there's public documents. And all of a sudden you're looking at things in a new way and you're super inquisitive. That is a wonderful thing. And I don't want that to stop. I love I love that there are people on the Internet and there's there's people who uh, take delight in things that, you know, I don't care about, but they do and they love it. And I love that they love it. And if they want to go pouring through State Department documents and if they want to look at like, oh, they, they shifted this troop to here and what's that battleship doing over there? And oh, my gosh, I love that. I love that, and I want to keep that going. So there's a big, big upside to Q. That's my Q tip of the day. <laughs> and, I th- and I think I agree with you because I do my own homework, and I find myself going down rabbit holes. Yeah. Right? That's how I figured out what the Ukraine revolution was all about, and that's how I figured out what the Great Reset was all about, and all of that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now... And those are all things on the internet, people. They're not my words. I'm just reading their words. Mm-hmm. Um, the Transition Integrity Project on the internet. They put it out there. I'm not making it up. Yeah. But here's here's the problem I run into with the whole Q thing. Because here's what I think it actually did <laughs> and why I started thinking. I started thinking a long time ago that something was not right yes so what that initiative did and i'm not convinced it didn't come from the left or even from our own intelligence services Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. what it did is it filled in the gaps in the public consciousness for things that the media won't deal with and our government won't deal with like jeffrey epstein yes so it filled in that stuff and then just kept getting nuttier and nuttier and nuttier for people who didn't do their own homework till all of a sudden we have John Roberts leads a child pedophile ring and that's why he keeps ruling against pre- President Trump. And oh, by the way, the Pope was arrested for child molestation. Well, that's the that's the 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 wild thing about it is like if it was. Uh, an operation, you know, devoted to to get people off the track and to get it. Da, da, da. it then it then it was I, to I, make I, people I, look crazy. It, yes, yes, and then and then <laughs> yeah. you've got the you know the storm is coming, the storm is coming, and and you can then, uh, if you're the person who's in charge of Q, you get to decide when the storm comes, right? And you can manufacture, you could you could make you could make an event like what happened at the Capitol Hill. Now, that's sounding, you know, very, very, very conspiracy theory right there. However, that's in reality how it would work. Like if and I'm just taking the leap of faith here, you guys, I'm just taking the leap of faith that like there's a group of people sitting around a think tank and like, OK, we're going to start this thing. And, the, and then the end date will have to be, uh, you know, right before the inauguration. We You can play it kind of loosey goosey. However, uh, to all the people who who supported Q and followed it. I want you to stay interested because more good will end up coming out of that. More good will come out of that than than anyone ever anticipated because there's always unintended consequences. There's always and this is why I'm a small government guy and this is why I don't like 
really fast, you know, knee-jerk reaction uh, decisions because there's always unintended consequences. And, and like, uh, the unintended consequences of Q is they encouraged millions of super patriotic Americans to do research, do research, look, be curious. And in the past, that the internet, remember when the internet uh, saved George W. Bush? Remember when Dan Rather was going at, 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 at him with like, oh, and we have the documents that prove that he got out of his blah, blah, blah service. And it was like, this is way before Q, but some dude on the internet was just like, nope, they didn't have that type font then because I love typewriters and I know for a fact. And then boom, it blew the lid off it. I want that to keep going. I want everybody who followed Q to stay curious. And listen, you guys, you're not telling a story. You're not writing fiction. There doesn't have to be some big payoff. But if you just stay true to yourself, stay true to your values, and stay inquisitive and look around and do digging, something will just drop in your lap. And then for the love of God, contact us. (laughs) So we can break the story. Okay. Uh, we got so much more show coming up. We got we got what's on the web with Paul. We still got to talk about uh, WandaVision. We still got to talk about the, this new wave of uh, illegal immigrants that's coming. New caravan coming out, and what's going on with the uh, Ill- illegal immigrants that are living here now? Biden has plans, you guys. Big plans. We're going to be discussing them next. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. We're still looking for theme music for this, but I I love this segment. Here we go, you guys. Buckle up. It's time for What's on the Web with Paul. It's time for What's on the Web with Paul. It's it's the second week of this segment that I so dig. No pressure, Paul. No pressure, but I do have a question for you. What's on the web? More great stuff at theloftestparty.com. What? Excited to talk about it. Yeah, what do you got? What's what's jumping out at you? What's your like, ooh, this is the one I can't wait to share? Well, that's what we're going to have to do because we have so much great stuff on there this week that I'm not even going to be able to cover it all. Oh, so my Lord. <laughs> let's, let's start off with Lisa Kay this week. She has another good one up. It's called In Appreciation of Rowan Atkinson. 
So I don't know if everybody knows who he is. It's, that's Mr. Bean, probably. And the, and him, the Black Adder. Yes. And I want to tell you, I just got to jump in because I'm looking at it right now. You, you have to pick the, the picture that goes with the article. And that that uh, portrait of Rowan Atkinson, and that you, you got to go to the website just to see that. But like, I, I, that's, I want that. I want a portrait like that of myself. That's a great piece that she wrote. Right. That's a better one to use. Like if you're, uh, you know, you're, you're putting your picture in the paper. You don't want to use his Mr. Bean shots. You want to use that one instead. <laughs> dig it. Dig it. All right. So that's a great piece on, on Rowan Atkinson. That dude is so funny. He really is. And I, I don't know if America appreciates him as much as they should. The cool kids do. But we're turning the rest of America and the world on. OK, what's your next one? Well, the next one, just yesterday, I don't know if everybody knows who David French is. David French writes at National Review, and he's the most moral man in America. Just ask him, and he'll tell you that. Ah! But anyway. <laughs> he's also he's also heir to the mustard fortune. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds about right. But anyway, yesterday he treated, this is what he tweeted. I said treated, but I actually meant tweeted. Mm-hmm. He said, the evidence that January 6th was a Christian insurrection just grows and grows and grows. Combating this perversion of the gospel has to be top security. It's not just heresy. It's an active threat to the peace and security of the nation. Just pay attention to that because um, you're going to see more and more of that coming. But as it relates to what's on the web of the Paul, go to the Loftus Party and read a little short story I wrote. It's called Get Him on the Kill List. And I originally wrote it back in 2019, but I republished it now. Just go ahead and read that. And to remember that tweet from David French. So wow. just want to tease that out a, li- a little bit of a, f- that's the, that's what I love about fiction. That's the power of, of fiction and especially science fiction people uh, that you, you see because you, you think about the future and this could happen and that could happen. Uh, it, it's almost like you have ESP, you know, you, you read a lot of, I, I love like the Philip K Dick stuff and, and, and there's a, there's a bunch of great stuff and it's, Science fiction people are cool that way. That's what I love about them. They, I love they, it too. It's, it's better than, it's a lot more fun than writing nonfiction. I know you've written both, but I, I don't know if you agree with me, but writing fiction is a whole lot more fun than so, nonfiction anyway. So I got to circle back to this tweet from, from, from David French, the mustard man. He's saying it was, it, was a, it was a Christian thing at the Capitol? Yep, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see more and more of that. You're going to see as Biden, remember, think about how, Badly, things have gone down all hill already, and Biden has not even been sworn in yet. Day once he swears in, you're going to see everything in the news is going to be about white supremacists and are going to be about Christian terror threats. That's all it's going to be, and it's going to grow from there. And people really don't have any idea what's coming right now, but but everybody's going to see. I'm checking. I'm checking my barometer, and I'm I'm thinking there's a very good chance you could be correct on that. Okay. Moving on. So you guys got to go read uh, Get Him on the Kill List. That's a short story from some dude named Paul Hare. Don't know much about him. Yeah. Uh, what else What else do we got on the web? I think you did a few videos this week. The first one that I'm looking at is Arnold's video message. Arnold, of course, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't bother watching his video, uh, but I did, bo- I did watch yours. And so I guess Arnold is being a good Republican. And by being a good Republican, I mean... He's turning on Republicans because that's what Republicans and conservatives do. Yeah. And so uh, you, you did a little a little Arnold video of your own in response to that. And that's that's pretty funny. So people should go watch that. Remember, go to the loftusparty.com to watch it because that way our site's getting hits and so is our YouTube channel. 
Yeah, yeah. The Arnold video especially delighted me because it's like uh, Arnold and Trump have gone toe-to-toe a bunch. And Arnold was on The Apprentice, and he got booted. And you know there's bad blood between him and the Donald. So Arnold waited. That dude waited for Trump to get deplatformed. And then he comes across with, here's the real danger. Here's what the man, this is the, I'm like, okay, yeah. It was like, it was like the most little bitch move I've ever seen out of Arnold. And I had to make fun of it. Yeah, he deserves it. And, you know, I, 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 I have no respect for the guy anymore. Not that I'm sure that I ever did have respect. I mean, I didn't know him, but I definitely don't have respect for him now. I totally did. I used to, I I have a big Arnold hunk of of my standup just about like his story is awesome. His story is awesome. He comes to America, can't speak the language, becomes a millionaire selling real estate. The whole time he's training for Mr. Olympia. So he, 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 seriously, Arnold was a millionaire in the, in the real estate game. At the same time, he was going for his, uh, his last Mr. Olympia crown here in the States. Then he wins that. Then he becomes a, a, a freaking box office superstar actor. Then he becomes the governor. It's like he's, he's the American success story. And I guess, you know, he's got the right to his opinion, and I got the right to make fun of him. Okay, yep. we're, we're moving on. What else do we got? Do yourself a favor and check out Shaky Graves. That's actually a name of a post. I'm not telling you that, Michael, but you knew that because you wrote that. But that's the yeah. name of the post. Shaky Graves, of course, is I believe I don't think it's a, a band. I think it's an actual individual who goes by yeah, Shaky Graves. It's a it's a dude, and like I'm late to the Shaky Graves party, which is why I I, I titled that "Do Yourself a Favor and Check Out Shaky Graves." How did I miss this guy? How did I miss this dude? It's this kid out of uh, Austin, Texas, and he's got a really cool like original throwback sound, and I just love that uh, he's got like a little kick drum and a little like another kick drum or kickstand that activates like a tambourine. So it's almost like a, an old school 1930 blues drifter, one man band kind of a thing. But I, I just, I really dug a couple of his tunes. Wasn't that like the guy in uh, the music man? He did that one man band thing. He had the old, the drum yeah. thing attached to him and right. then he was playing the harmonica and whatever, whatever else he was just that yeah. one man band. Now imagine that being cool. All right. So yeah, check out, <laughs> check out shaky graves. We're going to get to some more music, but first we're going to another post by Cranky Gordon. He did tips for social media withdrawal. It's a pretty funny piece. Yeah. Uh, it's all it's all written humorously. It's written like he's at a uh, uh, something like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and he's talking about how he's addicted to social media. But he gets into some serious stuff by way of a, a humorous way of doing it. So make sure you check out that. Everybody who's on online should be able to rate, relate to that. Tips for social media withdrawal. Good yeah, that's stuff. a good piece. Very funny. Very funny. Uh, next, we got another one by Michael. Perfectly cooked steak using a cast iron skillet. Apparently, cast iron's coming back. I've never cooked with it because I've always heard that it's, you know, trying to take care of a cast iron skillet is is a whole thing in and of itself. But apparently, that is coming back. It, they've Cast iron skillet started making a comeback a few years ago, and I think it's reaching uh, critical mass. And I remember getting one in, in Los Angeles years ago and just thinking oh my gosh you know what have i done you have to season it when you first get them but dude when you get that skillet going on the on the top of the stove or or your grill or whatever and you sear your steaks and then the great thing about cast iron it's freaking cast iron it's indestructible you take that whole bitch and you pop it in the oven i'm telling you right now i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing the 
the the best of. I love this whole best of uh, recipe thing. I'm, my mouth is watering right now. And get yourself a cast iron skillet. There was a great there was a great troll the other day on Twitter. Someone saying, "Man, I I got a cast iron skillet and I've run it through the dishwasher twice now. I just can't seem to get it clean. Are there any tips?" And people were losing their minds on because you don't do that. <laughs> You don't put it in the dishwasher. Okay, what's next? I love this segment. So I said we're getting back to music, and we got the sea shanties. Try saying that six times fast. Sea shanties are why we still love the internet. So that's yeah. another post by Michael. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. I wasn't sure at first, at first if it was a euphemism for something else, but it's not. It is really about sea shanties. Um, when I saw that, it reminded me of a – a sea shanty from there was a television series called Turn on AMC a few years ago. Yeah. It was about the Culper spy ring during the Revolutionary War. And there was a, uh, they did a cover of a sea shanty called Spanish Ladies. And a, some woman, I think she's from New Zealand or Australia, saying it. Her name's Sarah Blasco. So, in, in addition to what you see there at the post on the loftusparty.com, you can also check out Sarah Blasco's cover of Spanish Ladies. Fantastic. Yeah, the, the sea shanty thing is very cool. I'm not going to ruin it by just go check it out. Go check it out. If you if you're not familiar with what's going on in the internet with sea shanties right now, it's gonna it's a it's a feel good story. It's wonderful. Yep. And that brings us. I think the the last one I'm going to mention is Democrats turning into Republicans. That's another video. Again, just go right to loftusparty.com and. It, it's a clever title because when you when you watch it, you understand exactly what that means. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's. I thought that one uh, was was insanely funny. I got a couple. I got a couple that I need need to plug. Uh, real quick before we end this segment, I have been a fan of, and I and I think since the very first iteration of of the Loftus Party, uh, I've done shout outs to the Black Tape Project. And if you're not familiar with the Black Tape Project, you you it's it's a nude model. And they're wearing nothing but tape. And it sounds very, like, lowbrow. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a couple pieces of tape over a nipple and blah, blah, blah. You guys, the art that these that these these artists when they cover up these these women's bodies with tape, you have to see it. It's some of the coolest stuff ever and and they do they do fashion shows and and I got a video up from the Black Tape Project from Swim Week in Miami uh from uh 2019 and the cool part about it is the vi- this video that I chose opens up with a guy with a guy applying the tape and you just see uh the, the artistry and how they do it and the way I I kind of tried to reverse engineer it I think these guys have to be like it had to have start started with a dude who did like pinstriping on cars it has to be because this dude does it with such ease, and and you're talking about a, a, a really, you know, curvy, voluptuous. These are like these are models, and there's there's lots of curves on the surface. So uh, check out the Black Tape Project in uh, uh, the, the video there from Swim Week Miami. So there's so much good stuff. There's so much good stuff. I found this video game the other day, Paul. Yeah, that's why I was. Go- I forgot to mention that's Boundary. I, I watched that. I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure out what I watched the trailer. I couldn't quite figure. Is it supposed to be first person shooter? Or is it a mixture? What exactly is? Yeah, it? it's a first person shooter, but it's outer space. And I really, I need to do some more research to see about the mechanics because from the trailer, it looks like 
So it's it's a first person shooter, but it's also team based combat as well. You're an astronaut. You're on some kind of space station, but you're out in the suit. You're in the suit. So there's no there's like no sound to the trailer. The trailer is so spooky. And you see these people like loading and launching weaponry in zero gravity. And then I'm wondering if the mechanics because I, I and this is just my ignorance. If you shoot, I know if you shoot a gun on the moon, the bullet will go if you you have to aim it perfectly, but the bullet will go all the way around the moon. It'll it'll go into orbit. But if you shot a if you were in a spacesuit and you shot a weapon, the bullet's going to go forward. Will you also go backwards at the same time? Like th- those are the kind of mechanics that I want to know. It t- it terrified me. It terrified me. I'm so excited. I want to play it. Right. That, that's, uh, I guess we're all going to find out since you now have a space, we now have a space force. So we'll eventually find that stuff out. But of course there's the video game, which is a whole separate story. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'll say something real quick here. If we still have time, I, I actually mentioned to you, I still have the Atari. Everybody remember the Atari video game system? Yeah. If I ever get the time. And this is a big if I might want to do some photographing of the actual cartridges and some of the packaging that I have. Somebody did a book on Atari artwork years ago, but I thought I might do my own little thing on that because that stuff is actually still pretty interesting to look at. Some of that artwork they did for those games, pretty good. I think it's uh, that's a fantastic idea. Okay, so much good stuff on theloftestparty.com, and it, there's more and more every day. Um, there's so much stuff we didn't even mention. Paul, you need to go grab your camera and start taking pictures of Atari cartridges. That plus one more thing. Don't forget, everyone, go to Amazon.com, buy my book, Her True Self. Again, that's Her True Self. That's a great way to help uh, me, help with the Loftus Party. Uh, I know everybody's not too happy with Amazon right now, but that's still a good good book to get. And again, it helps me. And when you do pick that up, uh, leave a review. Click some stars. And that helps. That helps the algorithm as well. Paul, I love you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. I hope you guys enjoyed episode Two, this is a regular segment now of What's on the Web with Paul. Thanks, Michael. All right, talk to you later, buddy. I love that segment. I love it. And I apologize to the listeners. I dropped the ball. I got to get theme music for that. I got to go find some sweet-ass copyright-free music. Okay, we got to give some time to a couple things. I'll tease a couple stories. I'll tease a couple I watched the first two episodes of uh, of WandaVision. Ooh, not impressed. Not impressed. Will there be a good payoff? Boy, I hope so. But man, coming out of the gate, slow. Coming out of the gate, slow on the WandaVision. All right. So we were talking in the in the, in the B block about the uh, the upside of Q. And I wanted to make sure that we had this next little bit in the meat of the whole show. Now, this conversation continues on Patreon. But this is one of those uh, draw a line in the sand moments. Uh, the the Senate and, and the Republicans, they need to dig in their heels big time. And if Trump is told, if they continue down this impeachment thing, uh, and then after 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 Trump leaves office and then uh, Joe Biden is sworn in for his little guest starring role as pretending to be president until Kamala takes over. And if they still go after Trump after that, we can't allow that to happen. We can't allow that to happen. To put it in really simple terms, 
the idea of impeachment is we you got a bad bad person in the white house and we got to get him out we got to get him out for so to save america this person is so horrible we got to get him out of office okay so if, if trump is that horrible uh he's out of office there's there, there's no threat there they want to they realize uh the 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 power of personality they they realize his place uh in pop culture and in news and all this stuff they want to silence him this is this is nothing more than going after your political enemies after they're no longer in office thoughts gimlet first of all i agree they saw what he was capable of doing in the last election when everything was leveraged against him donations from mark zuckerberg into specific offices in specific states, the media, the entertainment industry, everything, every single one of our institutions was stacked against him. And he still pulled in new minority voters, new Hispanic voters, new black voters. He started to build what terrifies them, a middle and working class coalition, because that's who progressive policies hurt. And mm-hmm. if, the, if the, the population of the United States ever figures out it's actually a class war, not a race war, Democrats will never lose or never win again. Well, this is um, this is the I think a, a, a big truth. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I but however, never underestimate the, the, the power of uh, the, the Democrats to shift. Like it's it's like what uh, what what Clinton did when when uh, the Newt Gingrich and the Congress and Newt was the speaker and he's like we're gonna have the most pr- prolific 100 days we're gonna do all this great stuff and then Clinton just co-opted it you know and made it kind of made it his own uh, and I, I so I wouldn't be surprised to see some some smart people on the left try to co-opt. Uh, your argument, your 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 theory, because that's what I think it is too. That's what I, I think it is too. You can you can lie to people for a super long time. However, you see that you see the factories are gone. You see made in China everywhere, and you know that China is is up to shenanigans and up to no good. And it's just hard to compete with reality. Like people, like yeah, re- reality will win. Yes, but they are so invested. In this identity politics, ever since 2010, that's where everything is headed. And it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to introduce terrible ideas when you're dividing people that way. Than if they're divided in other ways. So that's why I'm saying that whole storytelling appealing to people's personal emotional situation making them understand why life feels a little bit harder eight months from now than it even did during the pandemic because your taxes have been raised, fuel costs more. Being able to explain those things in a way that resonates with people and tying them back to the policies is how you break through that. Yes, and I think the the, the best way to do it is just to actually do it. And let ev- let everyone else uh, do the reverse engineering on what you just did. However, uh, the gimlet brings up a really good point, and this is where it'll it'll pay off for the people who listen to this podcast. Before before we switch over uh, to the Patreon part of the show, which you guys can do, you can do. Like, listen, we're not we're not asking for like oh for twenty five dollars. No, 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 no. You can go. You can go. 
you can get in for a low dollar amount. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but here's the tip. Here's the heads up. And and this is like we opened up the show with saying, I don't like being right. Sometimes I don't like being right. You see storm clouds on the horizon. You get like, here it comes, here it comes. And people tell you, no, 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 that's not going to. The, the vast majority of the time, the gimlet and I aren't steering you wrong. So here's your, here's your heads up. Save your nickels. Save your nickels. Save your dimes. Start. I know it's 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 tough to do now because uh, the lockdowns and all that good stuff. And and I just asked you to to support this on on Patreon. But inflation's coming. Inflation is coming. When you spend money like this, and we we've done these, and and I'm on record. You can go back to the, my the YouTube channel and see me bitching about om- omnibus bills from days of yore. I hate these omnibus bills. We're spending uh-huh. money like we're spending money like crazy. Then we went crazy spending during COVID, and then you justify that you're like, well, it's me getting my money back. It's me getting my money back. And then they put all these other BS programs on there, and they just did another another one. And now they're going to do another one. Yeah, and Biden's talking about like 1.9 trillion, and then he's got these policies coming in. That and they got he's got this he's going to start doing this mandated fifteen dollar minimum wage. It's uh, it's a recipe for disaster. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's all sunshine and lollipops. But brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brace uh, for it'll be it'll be a bit of a it's going to be some some rocky weather. I think coming out. Okay, so we're going to skadoosh. Uh, and skip on over to uh, the Patreon segment of the show. Uh, I want to I talk a little bit. Uh, I don't know about about, about Unity, uh, but, but we've got some more uh, election stuff. I got some Greg Gutfeld stuff. I got some more Wandavision stuff. It's a fun segment. It's a good segment over on Patreon. So we're wrapping it up here. Come join us over there. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to iTunes and leaving comments and leaving ratings and telling your friends because we doing it we doing it right we got that uh, cookie eating sexy heathen lifestyle talk to you later <laughs>